You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Redefined. 16 weeks, I was so tempted to do a quick review or a summary for all our 16 weeks or 16 topics, but uh, I guess that would eat up all the time. So again, um, this is a study on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, uh, focusing on Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. The context here is Jesus was teaching His disciples in the presence of the crowd. So the focus of Jesus' teaching is to His disciples. He studied for 16 weeks on the Sermon on the Mount. There's a lot of wonderful preaching material, wonderful uh, teachings there. If you missed out on any of the preachings or any of the Sundays, I'd like to take this time to encourage you that you can still have access to the preachings. Uh, just download the Victory Alabang app. It's available in the iOS and also in the Android platform. And as you do that, you will have access to all our preachings here in the Alabang Hub. We are now about to conclude the 16-week uh, series on Redefined. This is now the last installment, the final installment. And this is where Jesus now concludes his preaching the Sermon on the Mount. Our main text would, would be found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 29. So we entitled this preaching, The Two Foundations. So if you would uh, have your Bible, would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 29. I would also like to ask everybody to stand to give reverence as we read the word. I have placed the verses also in uh, this uh, huge giant print Bible here in our keynote so we can also uh, read together. All right. So read with me, uh, starting from verse 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and, the, and great was the fall of it. When Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, and he, uh, for he was teaching them as one who had authority not as their scribes. Let, let us all pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We bless you, Lord God, for your word. Lord, we pray that you teach our hearts. And Lord, we pray that, yes, Lord, astonish us also. And allow us, Lord God, to, to receive your message for us today. Lord, bless the preaching of the word. Bless your people and let your name be glorified. Thank you, Lord. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 29 is a very uh, familiar passage in the Bible. Maybe it's not our first time, or most probably it's not our first time to come across this passage. I'd like to highlight a few things uh, in the passage that we just read. Number one, there are two builders. Two builders, the wise builder and the foolish builder. There are two builders and there are two kinds of foundation. A house that's built on a rock and a house that's built on sand. Two builders, two foundations, there are also two results. A house that did not fall 
and also a house where great and complete was the fall of it. So two, two builders, two foundations, two different results. But only one thing is constant. There is one common denomination, and that is the storm. Verse 25, the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. Verse 27, the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against that house. Some, uh, one thing constant, one thing remains, one thing, uh, the common denominator is the storm. Say with me, storm. Now, uh, growing up, uh, I, one of my favorite seasons really is the rainy season. When it rains, that's the time that I go out. That's the time that I, 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 I ride my bike and go out and just enjoy the rain. So, uh, well, that's just me. I don't know about you guys. Maybe you also like the rain or maybe you like summer better, but I like the rain. But I don't like the storms. I don't like storms. I don't know if you enjoy the storms, but I don't. Um, the Philippines now is located, as you know, in the typhoon belt uh, in the Pacific, where we have an average, uh, 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 an average of 20 to 25 typhoons visiting our country. 20 to 25 typhoons, five of which are uh, devastating. So I took the liberty of just looking at these typhoons that visit our country uh, this year. So 2017, these are the typhoons that, that visited our, our country. Auring, Bising, Crising, Dante, Emong, Fabian, Gorio, Juaning, Isang, Julina, Kiko, Lani, Maring, Nando, Odette, Paolo, Quedan, Ramil, Salometino, Urduha, Vinta, Wilma, Yasmin, Zoraida, 25. I don't know if all of them are, you know, it's still uh, October, so maybe two are still on their way. <laughs> Last Sunday, uh, if you were here, we also prayed for Sambuanga because Sambuanga was devastated by the storm and we, we, we prayed that the floods would, would recede. So we are very familiar with storms. Here in the Philippines, as Filipinos, uh, we're, we're familiar with strong winds, we're familiar with heavy rains, and of course, we're familiar with flooding. In fact, without heavy rains, we experience flooding, right? So we're very familiar with, with, with uh, the things that are happening here. Now, let's take a look at what the Bible is saying about the rains. Um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 25 it says there this, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had, uh, it had been founded on the rock. Rains fell, floods came, winds blew and beat against that house. That's not just a rain, that's a storm. That's even a storm surge when the, the structure of the house is, is, is uh, being threatened. That is a strong storm. I don't know about you, but um, have you been in a storm lately? Have you experienced storms? You're out there in the storm. And it's, it, it, it's kind of scary. Things get dark. And you don't know if you will be able to withstand that storm. You don't know if this structure that you are in is able to withstand that storm. If you're in the car and you're caught in some traffic and the heavy rains are pouring and you see flood uh, in the streets, you're wondering, will my car withstand this storm or this flood? It's kind of scary, right? But there are also storms in life. 
We do face uh, maybe a financial storm where there are too many days and too little money for each day. Uh, sometimes it's, it's the end of the month and uh, bills need to be paid. And, and maybe things are not going right with the business. There's accounts receivable that you are still waiting to receive those accounts. There are sales that needs to be closed. There are uh, overhead expenses that are going out of control. It could be a financial storm. Or maybe it could be a relational storm. Relationships are not well. Uh, relationships are on the rocks. And, and, and you don't know how long uh, uh, will this relationship hold. Or maybe health problems. Uh, health storms. We, we encounter, uh, I don't know, maybe we just had or we're going to have our APE uh, uh, coming few weeks and we're getting ready for some kind of a storm on the APE just to find out how are we doing? Uh, what's going on? And, and sometimes we receive uh, a health report and that would shake us, shake our foundation. And sometimes this is like a storm, an emotional storm. Or maybe, maybe uh, persecution. When you stand in your faith, stand in your conviction, your, your belief in God, your worship of Jesus, and you, you, you face, we face persecution. People who love us, people who, who, that, that we care for, even these people that are closest to our hearts would persecute us. And we face that kind of a storm. Or maybe not persecutions, maybe a compromise of our integrity. There's such pressure in, in, in the marketplace, such pressure where we are situated, where we are, uh, there's a, such pressure for us to compromise. These are a type of storm that we face every day. How I wish or how we wish that there will be no more storms. How we wish that when we receive Jesus as our personal Savior, that all the storms will go away, that it will be smooth sailing, no worries, no problems. Would it be nice to have that? But that's not the case, is it? That's not the case. If you would consider also our prayer life, look at if you examine our prayer life in general, what we're saying is that, Lord, everything that I don't like, everything that is uncomfortable for me, anything that's inconvenient for me, Lord, take that away, far, far away. Everything that I like, everything that's to my advantage, everything that's, that would make it easier for me, favors and open doors, Lord, that you bring to me. How I wish there are no storms, no problems. But you see, Jesus did not promise a storm-free life. In fact, in the Sermon on the Mount, He said on the Beatitudes, He says, Blessed are you. Look at the person beside you. Look at the person beside you. You're blessed. Jesus says, Blessed are you if you are persecuted for righteousness' sake when people say a lot of evil things against you. Can you imagine that? People saying evil things against you, against us. And the Word of God says, You are blessed. Rejoice and be glad, Jesus says, for great is your reward in heaven. Jesus did not promise a storm-free life. In fact, this is what Jesus says, that we will go through storms. No one is exempted. Not you, not me, not anyone else here. Everybody goes through storms. Christians are not exempted from storms. Again, the teaching of Jesus, love your enemies. What does that mean? You have enemies. 
<laughs> People want to wish you harm. But you have to love them. Jesus had enemies. Can you imagine that? Jesus had enemies. Love your enemies. When you are persecuted, be glad. When you are judged wrongly, just en enjoy that or do not judge back. When you mourn, you will be comforted. So there is a mourning. But when you mourn, there is comfort. Again, Jesus did not promise a storm-free life. This is what Jesus promised. On the contrary, John chapter 16, verse 33. It says there this, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. The teachings of Jesus. You will have tribulation. <laughs> but take heart. For Jesus has overcome the world. Amen? Let's give God praise. We face tribulations. We face storms. These are given. But one thing that we know, Jesus will not leave us. Jesus will not forsake us. Amen? If this verse is true, then every single one of us here today, right now, at this moment, we are either going through a trial... There's some struggle, there's some hardships, there's some problems somewhere. It's either we're going through trials right now, or we're coming out of a trial, or we are about to enter a trial. Because in this life, in this world, there are tribulations. But rest assured, if our lives are anchored on the foundation of Jesus Christ, of who Jesus is, we can face the storm. We can have confidence because Jesus is our solid, firm, unshakable foundation. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Praise God that we have this security. We have this foundation. We place our trust in Jesus. We have confidence. You see, the storms will reveal the strength of our foundation. The storms will reveal the mighty hand of God that holds us together. The storm will reveal the faithfulness of the God whom we worship. When we give Him praise on a Sunday, when we exhort His name, exalt His name on a Sunday, when we sing praises to His name, it gives evidence of the faithfulness of our God as we face the challenges of life, as we go through storms. James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 says this, count it all joy. Can you imagine that? Say with me, all joy. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Iba-ibang kinds pala ng trials, no? Iba-iba, my financial, my health, my relational, iba-ibang trials. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If we have Jesus as our firm foundation, we put our trust on Him and on Him alone. When we face problems, when we face the storms, when we face uh, concerns and issues and trials, then we know the stage is set for the glory of God to be revealed because God's name will be glorified. He is our provider. He is our healer. He is our redeemer. He is our deliverer. He is our savior. The stage is set. 
the name of the Lord will be glorified as we put our trust in Him and in Him alone. The Bible also says that we do not, we are not the kind of people that puts our trust in our own uh, abilities or our own resources or our own strengths, but we put our trust in the Lord. Some they trust in chariots, some they trust in horses, but we will put our trust in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of our Lord. Blessed be the name of our God. Amen? We bless His name. We bless His name. A good storm will demonstrate or, or, or show forth the stability and strength of our foundation. Foundation. Let's talk about foundation. If I stop right here, and uh, I give you the microphone, and I ask you to describe your house, the house that you live in today. Probably you'll talk about the location of the house, the nice village or subdivision that you are in. Probably you talk about the color of your gate, the color of the roof, probably the garden that you have. Probably you talk about the square footage and how many rooms you have in your house. Probably you won't tell me about the foundation. Probably you won't tell me anything, probably we don't know anything about the foundation. Maybe we can live in a palace or we can live in a castle, not really man, uh, minding the foundation. A castle could be a sand castle. The foundation of our house makes all the difference. Imagine the rains come down, the floods rise up, the winds blow and beat against this house. <laughs> we'll have no trace of that house after the storm. No trace of that castle after the storm because it has no foundation. Building a foundation takes time. It takes effort. It takes resources. If you want to grow in the Lord, if you want to get to know Jesus more, and we want to we wanna, uh, pursue God's purpose and destiny for our lives, we want to grow in our spiritual life, we need to put effort on the foundation. We need to put effort, time, resources in our relationship with Jesus. We need to be spending time with God. We need to be spending time in knowing Him, knowing His heart. Foundation takes time. We need to build right. We need to build our family right. We need to build our relationships right. We need to build our businesses right. We need to build this life on firm, solid foundation of the Word of God. And this is what Jesus is saying. That He is the foundation. We can trust Him. We can build our lives on Him. We need to dig deep no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts if you want a firm, a solid, strong foundation. No shortcuts. You have to go deep and really uh, put in the effort, put in the word, put the work. In the passage that we just read, there was a question there. It says, anyone who hears his words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Rains will come down, floods will rise up, winds will blow and beat against his house, but this house will stand. Are we hearers of the word only? Or are we hearers of the word and are we putting that word into practice? Are we obeying? You see, obedience takes a lot of work. It's not easy to obey. Who, who among us here find it easy to obey? 
it's easier to disobey, right? To do what we want is easy. To do what is right, we need God's grace. We need to submit to, the, to, 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 to Jesus. We need to submit our hearts to God. To do what I want, whatever I want, easy, easy. To do what is right and pleasing and honoring to God requires God's grace. The difference, the world of difference is made on the foundation, on the obedience. Matthew chapter uh, 7, verse 24 and 26. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Verse 26. Anyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. Two foundations. Rock and sand. Two foundations. Strong or wrong. On sand, it's not even a foundation. It's a wrong foundation. Now, looking at this passage, as uh, I studied, as we studied this passage, it brings us a mental picture. Brings uh, uh, me personally, I uh, I receive a mental picture. I, I I I see like there's this one house built on solid rock, and I see another house on a different location built on sand, kind of like this one on top of the rock and one on sand. Hindi ba? Isn't it like that? Like you receive a mental picture? But as we go in the, into the study, it's not this case. It's not like this. You see, the sand of Israel during summer becomes, uh, it becomes hard. It becomes uh, hard um, like, like rock, but it's just sand. So a wise builder will go beyond the sand and reach the, the bedrock and there build his foundation. But a foolish builder would settle with the sand, saying that this sand is hard enough. But when the rain comes and the flood rises, that sand will erode. And see, these houses, in this, in, in this verse, they're not on a different uh, geographic location. They're on the same location. They're even s- standing beside each other. It's kinda look, it it kind of looks like this. You can't tell which house is built on sand and which house is built on rock. You can't see the foundation. Only the builders know and only the storm will reveal. Two Christians both heard the word, but only one applied. Two Christians both heard the word, but only one obeyed. As we hear and apply, as we hear God's word and put it into practice, we are like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rain will come, it is a given. And it will reveal the foundation. In 1992, Hurricane Andrew destroyed thousands of homes in South Florida. So there's a little house there. Only one house still standing after the hurricane. Right there. 1992, Hurricane Andrew destroyed thousands of homes in South Florida. Yet in an area where the wreckage looked like a war zone, one house remained standing, still firmly anchored to its foundation. 
when the owner was interviewed, he said he faithfully and carefully, say with me, faithfully, carefully, abided with the specification, the authorized specification for its foundation and its structure. He carefully obeyed the housing, the building code of, 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 of South Florida. And that's why it's still standing. He carefully obeyed the specifications of building that house. The storm will reveal the foundation and the character of the builder. What kind of foundation is it? Is it founded on the rock or founded on shifting sand? What's the character of the builder? Was he a wise builder or a foolish builder? There are two types of builders. Let's look at the builders now. Jesus saying, verse 24 and also verse 26, everyone, say with me, everyone, that includes you, that includes me, that includes all of us. Uh, during that time, again, Jesus was teaching his disciples in the hearing of the crowds. That included the disciples, that included the crowds, that included the, that included the Pharisees, and that includes us now today. Everyone, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The difference is this. They heard, they both heard the word, but one applied it, put it into practice. Two builders, wise and foolish, two foundations, rock and sand, two different results. As we know, one stood firm, the other house crashed. Two different treatment of the word. How the word was valued. How the teaching of Jesus was valued. One example is they, they valued the Jesus' teaching. They treasured it to the point that they applied it in their lives. The others just heard the word but did not value it to a point to even apply it in their lives. Obedience is key. Application of the word is key. We did not say that obedience is easy. We said obedience is hard. But as we obey, there is a blessing. But as we disobey, then there is absence of blessing. God wants to bless us. God wants to guide us. God, God wants to instruct us how we can be blessed and how we can continue to be a blessing to other people. That is God's will for us, for us to be blessed, for us to be blessed to overflowing, that other people would be blessed through us and that the name of the Lord will be glorified. And as we trust in the Lord, as we obey, as we step out in obedience, we are stepping out in blessings. Each step of obedience that we take is a step of blessing. Amen? Anyone who hears these words of mine and does them, what words? These are the teachings of Jesus. The Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will inherit the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The teachings of Jesus, loving our enemies. You have enemies? Don't raise your hands. Loving, your, loving our enemies. An opportunity for us to obey. Again, it's not easy, but as we obey, we honor God. Loving our enemies, giving to the needy. Uh, we do have loved the city. <laughs> it's an opportunity for us to be a blessing to our community. We have it out there, so just 300 pesos for the uh, grocery, and we can be a blessing to a family of five. Can you imagine 300 pesos, blessing to a family of five, a gift of Noche Buena? So right after this service, just go out there and see how you can be part of Love the City. Giving to the needy, laying up treasures in heaven, entering into the kingdom through the narrow gate. James chapter 1, verse 22 says this, But be doers of the word. Say with me, doers. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Just because I go to church, just because I attend Sunday service, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, just because I attend the 9, 11, 1, 3, 5, and 7 of, of festival or the, the 11 and 3 of Akasha, I might deceive myself if I hear the word and not really apply it in my life. Not allowing the word of God to govern my heart, to govern my being, to govern every decision that I make. I might deceive myself. The word of God says, be doers of the word, not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. Look at the person beside you once again. Look at the person beside you. You say, praise God that you are a doer of God's word. All right? Yeah. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Say with me, day and night. So that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. If there were a conference, if there was a conference somewhere and this conference would guarantee anyone who would attend of success and prosperity, wouldn't you want to be part of that conference? Wouldn't, want, wouldn't you want to go to that conference? It guarantees prosperity. It guarantees success. You see, the world is after prosperity. The world is after success. Who among us here would like to be successful? Yeah. Come on, raise up your hands. Lord, would you take a picture, Lord, of everyone who's raising their hands? Yes, Lord. We want to be successful so that we can give glory to God and we can be a blessing to others. So that the world is chasing up, uh, chasing after success. The world is chasing up, chasing after uh, prosperity. They're trying to find a secret formula. What would work? What would ensure prosperity? What would ensure success? The Word of God is giving us the key, giving us the, 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 the principles for success. Let not this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate upon it day and night so that you may be careful to obey 
everything that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous. Then you will be successful. Be careful in applying. Take care in applying God's word. Just like the builder. He carefully applied the specifications of building that house. So that when the storms came, that house stood. Does the word of God govern our finances, our relationships, our businesses, our careers? I have a funny picture in my mind that when we all go to heaven, we are going to heaven, right? Yes, all right. Good, good to know, good to know. So (laughs) when we all get to heaven, the funny picture is this, that St. Peter would be there and say, all right, uh, Akasha congregation, uh, there's an entrance exam so take one half sheet of yellow pad paper lengthwise and write one to eight. Answer, what are the eight Beatitudes? Uh, poor in spirit, um, mourn, those who mourn will be comforted. Uh, ano pa, ano pa? Uh, the, the peacemaker. You, you see, I don't think there's going to be an exam. Because it's not memorization, but it is application. How much of God's word have we truly cherished and valued in our hearts that we apply it in our lives? How much of the word of God that we heard that we truly appreciate and and treasure and have it to govern our hearts? Amen. If it's just one word, let's just say, I've been a Christian since 1991. That's about how many years? <laughs> if it's just one word, it's just one word that I receive and apply it in my life. For example, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. If that's just the word that, that we receive, that we treasure in our hearts, we value it in such a way that we apply it in our lives. So we pray every day, Lord, I pray, Lord, help me to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's not perfection, but progress. Lord, a little more at this time, little more tomorrow, little more, little more, and I will grow in the Lord. And even a harder prayer, a more intense prayer, is to pray to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Lord, give me the grace. Help me to love my neighbor as I love myself. Again, it's not about memorization, but it's about application. Trusting in the Lord, believing that He is good. It's a wonderful plan for us, for you and for me. And so we ask this question, what kind of builders are we? What kind of builders are we? Are we wise builders, one who hears and applies God's word? Or as the Bible says, as Jesus says, are we foolish? We hear the word of God yet we don't treasure it in such a way that we apply it in our lives. Another question is this. What foundation are we building our lives on? Is it the rock-solid Word of God? Or is it on shifting sands of of, uh, worldly compromises? What authority are we standing on? Whose authority are we building on? What pattern or specification do we follow as we build our lives? What pattern or specification do we adhere to or submit to? 
Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may know what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. When we face storms, could be relational storm, maybe in the marriage, what pattern, what specification do we apply? When we face storms in finances, in business, when we face a compromising, compromising situation where our, where our integrity and our testimony is, is, is at risk, what specification or pattern do we apply? Let us stand on God's word as we trust and obey God. His goodness will prevail. Because as we obey in the Lord, there is a blessing in obedience. His name will be glorified. Yes, Jesus calms the storm. He can do that. But Jesus also will be with us. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. No matter what storm of life we face, we can trust in the Lord. We can build our lives on Jesus and what He has said and the principles, the teachings that He has uh, mentioned as, as the teachings in the Bible. We can stand in faith, believing and trusting that He is God, He is good, and He is in complete control. This afternoon, we are blessed we are blessed because we have the opportunity today, this afternoon, we have the opportunity to be a wise builder. We have an opportunity to, to build on solid rock on the Word of God, each and every one of us. Because a house that is not built on the rock will find itself standing on nothing but shifting sand. We need to stand firm in the Word of God. This is what Jesus is saying. Anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice will stand on solid ground. Amen? Matthew chapter 7, verse 28 to 29. Jesus says this as He closed the Sermon on the Mount. When Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds, uh, the crowds were astonished at His teaching, for He was teaching them as one who had authority. Say with me, authority. Again, authority. Question, whose authority or who has authority over your life? Who is Lord over our lives? What building authority do we subscribe to? And as believers of the Lord, we know Jesus is our Lord. He is our Lord and His Word is our authority. The final authority on life, belief, and practice. Luke chapter 6, verse 46 to 48 says this, Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it is like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm, because it is well-built, well-built, solid foundation, well-built. If we hear God's Word and apply it in our lives, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, you and me, the church, 
built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Himself being the cornerstone. He is the cornerstone. He is our firm, solid foundation. We can build our, our lives on Him. We can build this life for the glory and honor of God. As you look deep upon this life, the life of a Christian, the life of a believer, we will see that the strength is in the foundation. In that foundation, that foundation is Jesus Christ. Amen? Can we give God praise? Sometimes when we go through storms and challenges in life, iba-ibang challenges natin, no? There are different storms that we face. Sometimes we feel weak. We feel inadequate. Sometimes we don't know if we, were, we will be able to withstand such a storm. But we are assured of this, that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us, that in our weakness, God's strength will be made perfect as we fully depend and trust in the Lord. Amen? Storms will come, but Christ as our rock, but with Christ as our rock, then we will overcome. We will overcome because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Once more, let's give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because of you, we will overcome. Can I invite everybody to stand up as we, as we pray? Thank you, Lord. Father God, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you that you know us better than we know ourselves. You know what we're going through right now. We know what we're, what we're facing right now. Lord, I'm praying for my brothers and my sisters who are currently going through some kind of a trial, currently going through some kind of a problem. Lord, I pray that you grant my brothers and my sisters strength, strength and grace that is coming from you. Thank you, Lord God, for you are faithful and true. In our weakness, your strength is made perfect. Thank you, Lord. We depend on you. We put our trust in you alone. Glorify your name upon this situation. Glorify your name even through this storm. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. For we declare our trust and our hope is in you and in you alone. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. And we worship you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Can we give God praise? He is our cornerstone. He is Lord of all. We can build our, our lives on Jesus. I want to pray for a certain group of people. You see, Jesus was the cornerstone that the builders rejected. But on Jesus, Jesus was this firm, solid foundation on which the church is now built. If you have not made Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I'm giving you an opportunity for Him to be Lord of your life, for Him to be a solid, firm, unshakable foundation of our lives. If you put your trust in Him, He will not bring us to shame. If this is you, I'd like to pray with you and pray for you. Why don't we just bow down our heads, close our eyes. If this is you, then pray this prayer. Just say it 
coming from your heart. In fact, I want to invite everybody to join me in this prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Lord, I declare that I need a firm foundation. I dare not trust in anything else, but I put my trust in you and in you alone. Lord, I am a sinner. I need a Savior. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that Jesus is raised from the dead. Lord, I now receive by faith your free gift of salvation and forgiveness of my sins. I put my trust in you alone. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give God praise.